0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. Man, it feels good to be back talking about regular season Hawks basketball. Cannot believe that after nine months we're finally getting meaningful Atlanta basketball. It was so good to see the guys out there once again. We will be talking about the Hawks 124-104 victory over the Bulls in their season opener on the road. And Without further ado, let's get into it. What a game by the Atlanta Hawks and a twist from last season where we often saw some scores where the Hawks would get down by a ton, fight their way back, and maybe show a score at the end of the game that didn't quite reflect how poorly they played. The Hawks 124 to 104 victory really didn't show how much they dominated this game against the Chicago Bulls. Um, The Hawks took the lead. A couple minutes into the game, the Bulls had the first few buckets in this game, but after that, the Hawks took the lead. There was only one time that the score was tied. There was only one time that the lead changed. The Hawks took the lead, and they never looked back. They had a monster first quarter, 42 points, going up 13 to the Bulls, only 29 points. They had another 40-point quarter in the second quarter and built on the lead the third quarter. They still built the lead and took a 32 point lead into the fourth quarter with uh, 111 points through three quarters and they only needed 13 points to finish the game against the Chicago Bulls. It was just a really magnificent performance all the way around exactly what you want to see to start the season. Um, the Bulls had come into this game three and one in the preseason. The Hawks were two and two. Um, both teams had played two, two game series for their preseason and the Hawks hadn't looked anything spectacular and certainly Trey Young had not had any sort of the production in the preseason that he ultimately had in this game. Uh, this game was really defined by Trey Young's play and let's just go through his stats to to really show that. Trey Young played 26 minutes. He had 37 points on 12 field goal attempts. I'll repeat that again. He had 37 points on 10 of 12 shooting. Five of six from three-point land. He was 12 of 14 from the free-throw line. He had six rebounds, seven assists, and was just on fire from the beginning. Some of uh, things that were worrying in the preseason with Trey, his floater wasn't going quite as consistently, and he just didn't seem to be super aggressive. Those were gone. And frankly, they were gone in the first quarter. He didn't miss a shot in the first quarter. The Hawks as a team shot 70% in that first quarter. And that forty-two point explosion just really set the stage for this game. Um, but Trey Young was masterful, shooting threes, getting foul calls on the Bulls. Uh, another big thing for the Hawks was they were able to get to the free throw in a lot. A lot this game, and a lot of that meant that any time that the Bulls sort of even considered getting back into this game, a Hawk, whether that was Danilo Gallinari, Trey Young. DeAndre Hunter, uh, or John Collins, someone was able to get to the free-throw line, even Bogdan Bogdanovich, and get points that really halted any sort of thoughts that the Bulls had of getting back into this game at at any point. Um, Trey Young, again, just looking very confident. He took some deep threes. There was uh, a lot of him dribbling into the middle and finding guys. I just thought Trey played really well, even on the defensive end. I think one standout, in that first quarter was just the velocity at which the Hawks were moving around on defense. Um, It was shocking to see. It didn't even really look like the same Hawks team. And this was, you know, a disappointing thing coming into this game is that Clint Capella was a late scratch. He had some ankle soreness and the Hawks went very conservative and did not play him. They started Danilo Gallinari at the five. And so, you know, maybe, Uh, A worry going into it was that um, Wendell Carter and Larry Markinen would have a field day with Danilo Gallinari in the paint, but the Hawks just were flying around on defense. They started Cam Reddish and uh, DeAndre Hunter, which those guys just present so many problems for other teams' wings. And as much as it was just awesome to see the Hawks fly, scoring and putting up 42 points, the defense was just stunning. And even, uh, Trey was getting his hand on balls. And another, uh, thing that I really noticed about Trey in this game is he was talking to the rest, but it wasn't always, um, after falling down after taking a shot on offense, but he was, he got called for a, uh, moving screen. And he also, um, was really working on getting through screens on the defensive side of the ball. And he had, a, like conversation with the refs about what a moving screen was and was trying to make sure that they were being consistent. It, it is clear that the refs are making a concerted effort to call moving screens this season. And there were a lot of free throws. The Hawks had 29 free throws and the bulls had 28 free throw attempts. Um, it was a really long game, really disjointed, but um, it was good to see Trey engaged in that way. Uh, with the refs instead of it just being complaints all the time. But Trey just had a monster game. I mean, 37 points in 26 minutes, 7 assists. He didn't really have to play much. They The starters did start the fourth quarter. They did swap out um, Kevin Herter in there. But he just was great, and it was really good to see after kind of a disappointing preseason, it was very clear that Trey was trying to get his chemistry built with the new guys during the preseason and to see him pick up without a beat with 37 points to start the season is just great. DeAndre Hunter led the team. The team was uh, plus 40 when DeAndre Hunter was on the court. Um, He played 26 minutes, was five of six, hit his only three, had three rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, um, and 11 points. Trey did lead the team with four turnovers, but um, I think some of those will get match out and when you score 37 points there's not a lot of uh not a lot to nitpick on Danilo Gallinari started at the five he played 25 minutes was four of six one of two on his three pointers had four rebounds and three assists Danilo Gallinari it's so amazing with this team the Hawks now just the depth they play with I think that was one of the obvious things in this season opener was just the Hawks didn't play any players until really uh, the f- end of the fourth quarter that would not be playing on uh, any other NBA team. And it's not the same for the Bulls. It was kind of a reflection of what the Hawks had to do last year. But the Hawks being able to have Danilo Golanari step in and start at the five and then bring off the bench Boy- Bogdan Bogdanovich, Solomon Hill, Kevin Herter, um, Brandon Goodwin, just they have a whole bunch of guys that would certainly be in the rotation on other NBA teams where the uh, Bulls had to play um, a couple players who I think they would rather be getting time in the G League or just they wouldn't want to be really relying on a lot. And the Hawks being able to be so deep allowed them to really not lose any um, pressure, not to lose any scoring punch when Trey and the starters went off the court. But Danilo played really well. His... um, one of two from three-point land. I would like to see him shoot a couple more three-pointers, but Danilo does a very good job of not just settling for three-point shots, and he will take those, and he will also pump fake and get to the basket. He's a master at um, getting to the free throw line, um, and he's just a very steady force. He he also rebounds pretty well. He is six ten, which you kind of forget um, because he's a big wing, but. Um, He uses that size well and played really well coming in to start for Clint Capella, who again was unable to play in the season opener. John Collins only played 18 minutes. He got in foul trouble early in the game and wasn't able to stay in, but um, one of the highlights of the game was a Trey Young to John Collins alley-oop, where Trey threw the ball from about half court, and um, John Collins was behind the defense, was able to take one step, get the ball in the air and dunk it. you know, John Collins was just energy, man. He, you can tell he was unable to secure that um, extension on his contract that a lot of players in his draft class were able to do, and he was just playing very aggressively. I don't know if it was because of the contract or he had just not been not played a ton, but it was exciting to see John Collins out there. He was six of ten. He didn't hit his two three pointer attempts. 0 two there. He had four rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Um, he had 14 points, and those 18 minutes was the fewest of any of the starters for the Hawks. Finally, Cam Reddish played 24 minutes, was 6'11 from the field, hit one three-pointer, had six rebounds, two steals, only one turnover and 15 points. Um, and Cam Reddish just, with him and DeAndre Hunter on the wing, that's so much length that the Hawks are able to throw it, really, um, whoever the premier perimeter scores are for the other team. And DeAndre Hunter's also able to guard up a little bit and he was on uh, Lowry marketing and Wendell Carter for the Bulls at times. But Reddish, you know, really enjoys playing defense and it's obvious he had a steal and a score where he was able to get his hand in a passing lane, take it all the way to the other end of the court and finish with the reverse. But it's really, um, amazing to see how far Cam Reddish has come and, uh, I think him and Hunter have a little bit of a connection as well. They've talked about knowing where one another is on the court when they're both on the court at the same time, and it's really fun to see these sophomores play at the same time. Uh, Zach Levine was really the big scorer for the Bulls, and both Hunter and Reddish got chances to guard um, Zach Levine, and I think they were part of the reason – they, the Hawks were able to do a good job and really break away. Again, that defense that they played, the Hawks played in the first quarter was just so uh, refreshing to see. And there's going to be times teams get open shots. It was the same with the team last year. But this year, it's because the Hawks are really flying around and those open shots kind of take place at the end of a um, shot clock or with, a, with a, one of the Hawks rotating with urgency to get out to a guy. I don't know if this has been... What Nate McMillan has brought to the coaching staff and brought to the Hawks but it was it was just really exciting to see that level of intensity on defense in that first quarter and it will be something to watch going in the head is do the Hawks continue playing with that force and that urgency on that side of the ball off the bench we had Bogdan Bogdanovich played 25 minutes he was five of 12 three of eight from the three-point line he had seven rebounds two assists and a steal He had his own 8-0 run um, during the second quarter where, you know, there was a few opportunities that the Bulls didn't make many runs, and basketball's a game of runs. But uh, Bogdan hit hit a three, hit back-to-back three-pointers and made a layup, kind of getting behind the defense again in fast break. And he was able to kind of coil that himself. And what a luxury to have Bogdan Bogdanovich coming off the bench. Solomon Hill came in, he played 28 minutes um, and didn't score at all, had three rebounds and one block, and for the guy who played most on your team to be a veteran, coming off the bench, scoring zero points, all of his shots were three-pointers, he didn't make any of them, but, uh, you know, without crowds being in these early games, you can really hear the talking on the court, and the Hawks are talking a lot more, and I think that is a big indicator that Solomon Hill is having um, an impact on this young team. And then finally, Kevin Herter came in. Him and Bogdan Bogdanovich were sort of the backup point guards by committee for the Hawks when Trey wasn't on the court. Kevin played 27 minutes. He was 4 of ten, two of 6 from three-point land, had two rebounds, four assists. Um, He had a beautiful no-look pass to Bruno Fernando underneath where he, he saw him. He looked off the defense and made a pass. Uh, and, and got an easy shot it was either Bruno or John Collins but um, Kevin Herter a lot has been talked about how really one of his best uh, abilities is his passing and he certainly did not disappoint tonight he's going to have to adjust coming off the bench I think um, and it'll be interesting to see if coach Pierce continues to tinker with this starting lineup if it is matchup based game to game or if they find a regular five that they like going with but those were really the standout performances by the Hawks. I thought just getting Trey started, obviously he's going to be the centerpiece of any Hawks offense and any Hawks uh, victory, at least early on in this season, was really great. And then um, in a game where you're up by 40 at a, a certain point, um, it's good to see that all all Hawks were really contributing um, in this game. We even got to see a little bit of Skylar Mays and Nathan Knight, the Hawks' two two-way players. Unfortunately, they didn't get on the, in the scorebook, they didn't get their first NBA points in regular season, but um, the Hawks got to go all the way to their bench um, in, the, in the fourth quarter, so it was just a, a full victory for the Hawks, and one that, you know, it's hard to take too much away from when they never really had to, uh, there weren't a lot of lead changes, they weren't down a lot, but to see them get a lead and never relinquish a lead, in fact, build it up. Through a couple quarters is extremely refreshing. Team wise, the Hawks shot fifty four percent from the field, forty three out of eighty. They were forty percent from three point land. They hit fourteen out of thirty five shots. They had twenty four assists, six steals. They did have twenty one turnovers, and they were playing really fast, which I think contributed to some of those turnovers. There were a couple. uh, The starts to the second and third quarters, in particular, were sloppy for both teams. Um, the Bulls were clearly pushing. They were just down so much, and the Hawks sort of played into that a little bit, playing just as fast and getting some turnovers. Chicago shot 41% from the field and only 23% from three. They just didn't have anything going from three-point land. Um, Zach Levine kept them in the game for a little bit. Laurie Markkinen had a little bit of a run himself, but they were never able to really find their feet in this game. It was, you know, in the first quarter they were already down 13 points and had given up 42 points and really hadn't done anything to stop the Hawks they did a good job of getting to the foul line and as I talked about earlier they had as many free throws as the Hawks did but they were not able to um, really get back into this game and that contributed to a lot of their shot selection Um, they have a new coach this season Billy Donovan came over from the Oklahoma City Thunder and I'd this is not the debut he would have liked but uh they just never they were never really in this game i think a couple of big stats for the hawks in this one were points off of turnovers and fast break points the hawks had 29 points off turnovers to chicago's only 16 and fast break points which are have closely related to the points off turnover the hawks had 23 fast break points to the chicago's 12 so the Hawks were getting out at running. They were getting into passing lanes and, um, really doing a good job of just never letting the bulls get comfortable in any specific set. Um, the Hawks did a good job of mixing in some defenses as well. That dreaded three, two that looked terrible against Memphis, uh, made its appearance in this game, but the Hawks went to it very briefly and then went back into their man to man. Um, but, clearly the hawks are going to continue to do more different things this season and try to make it difficult for other teams to just lock in on what the hawks are doing and find something that works the bulls had a couple of no- notable performers their rookie patrick williams actually looked really good he was a kind of a surprise top 5 pick this year from florida state he was a sixth man of the year in the acc he played 33 minutes was 5'11 from the field 1 of 3 from three point land um, had 16 points, four rebounds, one assist, and one block. He was primarily playing the three, it felt like, um, on the floor with Laurie Markinen and Wendell Carter, and he looked fine. He looked very capable, in fact, was sort of the only bright spot for the Bulls, I'd say. Um, his stroke looks good. He can definitely play defense. Uh, John Collins did have just a massive, I don't know if you call it a block or a steal, but Patrick Williams was trying to dribble and bring the ball up kind of at the free throw line and Um, John Collins just put his hand on the ball and ripped it away from the rookie. But, uh, Patrick Williams looked very good. Zach Levine, when you go into Chicago, you're going to have to deal with Zach Levine and he did not disappoint. He only played 25 minutes. He was nine of 19, only one of eight from three point land, which was weird. It, It felt like he made more than one three, but he had two rebounds, 22 points. He did have five turnovers. Um, and, He's not a true point guard as much as he likes to have the ball in his hands, but he can get to the basket at will. Um, again, there was a couple ch- times in this game where it felt like Zach Levine was the only one keeping the Bulls even in uh, proximity of the Hawks, but uh, Zach Levine continues to be a scorer. And finally, Laurie Markkinen, I thought, had a good game. It seems like uh, the finish finisher. I don't, I don't really know what his nickname is, but Lowry always. Seems to have a good game against the Hawks, and again, he he ended this game with 21 points on 6 of 9 shooting. He has 4 of 6 from 3-point land with 7 rebounds. Um, He had 4 assists as well. I think he is really going to benefit from the coaching change that the Bulls had, and that should be exciting for Bulls fans. But those were really the only highlights for the Bulls. Um, This game was so out of hand that at one point, uh, Danilo Gallinari busted out the Sham God where as a player dribbling the ball, you kind of throw the ball out ahead of you and then do a crossover with the same hand. And to see Danilo Gallinari try to bust out a sham god, I just had to burst out laughing on the couch because uh, your center should not be busting out any sort of dribbling moves like that. And unfortunately, uh, Danilo lost the ball and the Bulls got it. But it was just hilarious to see um, Danilo busting out the sham god. I think Dirk has busted out the Sham God before and actually Sham God is on the, uh, Cavs coaching staff. He's a developmental coach for them. Um, but it was just, I had to, that's kind of when I knew this game was locked up when you have Danilo Gallinari, 32 year old, 6'10 wing from Italy busting out, um, and one moves on the basketball court, you can feel pretty comfortable about how your team's playing. But this is all you wanted to see from the Hawks uh, in this first game. It was more than than what I could have asked for the Hawks to see. Um, This is a really important season for the Hawks, and to get off to such a strong start is really encouraging. Now, they have to carry that momentum into Memphis, where they played the Grizzlies two times in the preseason. They play again on Saturday at four thirty, um, in the afternoon and to see the Hawks go against the Grizzlies who just lost, but John Morant had 44 in their first game of the season will be a, a test. I think the Hawks showed in this first game that they really weren't, um, showing everything that they could do in the preseason. Um, but, and the Hawks should get, uh, Clint Capella and Rajon Rondo back for that game against Memphis, which will be good to see them make their Hawks debuts. But, uh, it was such a blowout that I don't know how much you can take from this game. Um, it'll be There'll be games where the Hawks are down. There'll be games where there's more than one lead change. So I don't know how much you can take from this game looking forward besides the fact that the Hawks played really hard on defense, that Trey Young looked like his old self. I mean, as old as a third-year player the NBA can look. And you, you get a win in, in the season opener, in the season that a lot of Um, Hawks officials have stated that they want to make a move this year so it was really encouraging to see it was a super fun game and and super refreshing after um, games that were the Hawks were on the other side of this last year like against the Clippers and against this Bulls team itself the Hawks lost three games against the Bulls last year by an average of 29 points so to be on the other side of that uh, was really really fun to watch Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail dot com. And go Hawks!